Hi, everybody. Welcome to another special episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast. I'm Robert Miller, your host. In my last special episode, I gave you my key takeaways from Paul McCartney's new book called The Lyrics, which covers 154 of his songs. Well, now I have another special episode in which I give my key takeaways from the new Beatles movie, Get Back directed by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. This new film, which is nearly seven hours in length and is shown in three segments, was put together from about 60 hours of film that was shot in 1969 as the band was putting together a new album and planning their first live event since August 1966 when they played at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. It's a remarkable movie in many respects, as it captures and chronicles the Beatles still at their creative zenith, before the magnificence of their Abbey Road album, which was recorded after Get Back, but released before. So here are my key takeaways from the movie. Number one, how young they were. At the time the movie was shot, The four Beatles were each around 28 years old. They were so young and vibrant. It jumps out at you. So it makes you pause to realize that it's now over 50 years later. John and George each died so long ago. Ringo and Paul have gone their separate ways. And the world that's portrayed in the film just no longer exists. Number two. This was not a breakup film. The original Let It Be movie that was released in 1970 has long been considered to be a chronicle of the Beatles' breakup, a dark, unhappy divorce between four guys that had been together for over a decade and now just wanted out. Well, that's just not true. Sure, they had issues but the joy and camaraderie that jumps out at you from the screen tells a different story. The new film is chock full of fun, funny, impromptu jams and old rock and roll songs that show you that they had not lost their deep affection for one another. Number three, the pecking order in the band. By the time this was filmed, it's clear that Paul was in charge and was the guiding force. He defers to John at times, but John is consumed with Yoko Ono, who weirdly sits right next to him throughout the entire film. Without Paul, the band would have been aimless and rudderless, particularly after the death of Brian Epstein, which was alluded to several times. Brian was their former manager, and he was the glue that had kept the Beatles on track. He was the adult in the room, even though he was only a few years older. Without him, they clearly drifted. Number four, adding Billy Preston into the band kept them on track. The Beatles were a very insular unit musically, only rarely using outside musicians like Eric Clapton, aside from the occasional string quartet and orchestra. Inviting Billy Preston to play keyboards not only enlarged their sound, but it added a new and different dimension to their songs. 
Listen, for example, to his iconic solo on the song Get Back. Number five, how great the Beatles were live. The end portion of the film is the famous rooftop concert that the band gave one afternoon on the roof of Apple's London townhouse. The public was not told about it in advance. And of course, it attracted a huge crowd in the streets below once they found out who was performing. Up until this point in the film, we weren't given the opportunity to hear the band play their new songs all the way through. Only snippets, which is my one major criticism of Peter Jackson's direction. Well, now we hear the Beatles play the half dozen or so songs in full performance mode, one after another, and it's just breathtaking. That's how good they were as a live band. In fact, several of the live rooftop performances made it into the Let It Be album, which tells you just how good they were. So that's it. My key takeaways from the new Beatles film, Get Back. Let me know your key takeaways once you've seen it. And as always, thank you for listening to this special episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode.